money. money. The game everyone plays, but few win. Extracting the knowledge from the top 1%. Extracting the knowledge. And teaching you the ever-changing rules of play. It's time to level up and take control of the money game. Let's talk money. Big, big, big money. Yes! Welcome back to the Money Game. We've got a special guest on today. How are you doing, Corey? I'm good, man. It's a good day. I've uh, been, been pounding out some calls this morning, and here we are on the podcast, so I'm happy. Let's go. Let's go. For any of you guys that, that don't know Corey, I feel a lot of the, the listeners that are in the direct-to-consumer uh, door-to-door space, you've probably stumbled upon his stuff. You're kind of going viral and blowing up amongst the door-to-door industry right now it's cool though i dude i I love it yeah it's fun it's been cool to see a lot of people get on board with what i'm doing for sure i mean the mental and emotional game has always been i think a constraint in the sales world right oh yeah and being able to provide a different way and a different method different solutions are really helping reps work through that besides just like hey do your morning routine and be positive but like actually let's let's create some real change um it's been fun so i think initially when because i always wanted to become a therapist you know like that was the plan and i did okay you know so i yeah so i did so that that is something i I have a question about right because yeah i've definitely been i feel like an early adopter i started following you kind of like I don't know how early you were, it was. You were, actually, you were earlier. Yeah. I think before, I mean, I don't have a crazy amount of followers. I think I have like 3,500 right now, so nothing crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but you're like, on it's everything. It's a pretty loyal, committed. Yeah. 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 It's and, a pretty loyal. And you're, you're yeah. everywhere speaking, and, and I, dude, I love it because very early, I'm like, dude, I resonate with this and this message, obviously running teams and being in the industry. I, I yeah, totally right. understand there's, dude, there's this huge gap, and it's, it's bigger than just the health like it's their earning capacity it's their belief capacity like there are so many elements of the mental game that the i feel the industry isn't serving well enough and there's some managers that do it great but there's not like somebody like you that's delivering specifically to that need in the industry but for sure i didn't know that you had wanted to be a therapist originally so you you were therapist first and then was door to door just like something that was a means to an end along the way yeah, so door to door, I fell into it like a lot of people fall into it. You know, I was in my undergrad and went out, made money, and I always was a pretty high performer, and so I stayed in it and um, wasn't super big into. There were times where I managed and, and grew teams, but it, my my it was a means to an end, full mm-hmm. transparency. It was I wanted to go to grad school, I wanted to become a therapist, and so. I needed money for it, and so sales was always the avenue to create the money to be able to do it, and uh, and it was great. Sales was great. I mean, I graduated debt free because of it. But it wasn't until becoming a therapist I was like, "Frick, dude, this is what the sales world needs," you know? Oh yeah. And that's kind of when, yeah, my long term game was just to own a practice, anyways, and to I've always kind of had that entrepreneurship side to me a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and. And then yeah, I just kind of started running with it. So so did you I, just as you were selling? Did you did you ever start doing any of this stuff as you're going to school simultaneously, yeah. or was it kind of just like a full in? Hey, this paid for school, and then as yeah. you got the education, you're like, yo, that's actually a huge area. I understand that I I could go serve. I think the biggest reason why I wasn't actually fully committed to the sales space as I could have been at that age was because of the mental and emotional game. The reason I came back was because the mm. money. That was it. Gotcha. It wasn't, but I, I, I think that 
you know, whenever I was feeling good, I was selling really well. When I wasn't feeling mm-hmm. good, my, my sales weren't following. And so I was always at pretty high risk of feeling more emotionally drained than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really in grad school. I was seeing like 20 clients in therapy as a therapist, like, you know, becoming yeah. a clinician and then also knocking doors, you know, like part time. Oh, geez. And so here I am here. I here I am with these two worlds. And and I actually remember a specific moment sitting in a session with a couple and we, we it was probably like our fourth or fifth session. And it was just like light bulb moments for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we just had created this change. And I was like, this is the same like the issues yeah. that you guys were struggling with are like the same emotional struggles that a lot of these guys face, weirdly enough, in the hmm. sales industry. And then I just, it clicked. I'm like, wow, I've been performing at such a high level consistently in grad school. And why is that? And it's because I was also, you know, creating this developmental change in myself. Yeah. And I just started viewing the industry very differently, really from like this relationship-based lens. And anyways, no, so I yeah, that's that. when it kind of clicked, kicked. And I was just like, I can't, I can't ignore this. Yeah. I got to run with this. This is too good. And so, and then four years later, here I am. And See, I, now I'm like talking about scaling and bringing on other therapists. It's cool, man. So fun, dude. I I think that that's such an important principle too, because I, I I went to school for accounting, stumbled upon sales, and then it kind of like just piece by piece developed my entrepreneurial journey. But I I, I talked to so many young people, and they they think that they're gonna like find their entrepreneurial fix, like their dream scenario this is the company i'm gonna run i want to start a company but they're not Mm. doing anything and everybody that i talk to that's actually got a business that they're kicking ass in no matter what it is they were like really moving the needle in something and then they just happen to see and analyze oh there's this niche that i can serve that isn't like there's a whole industry of a space i understand because i'm attacking this that i can solve this problem not just like apple out of the tree hits you and like Oh, that's my product I'll make and make millions on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're a hundred percent right. I think about that all the time. I'm like and I tell people that I'm like, dude, do don't ever shy away from opportunity, mm-hmm. especially in this like you don't know what you want to do or you don't you have you have this entrepreneurial brain. Just like create opportunity, go do things, try things, experience things, you know, find whatever opportunity is gonna create good money in that moment. Yeah. You know, and then just see what happens, see what comes from it. And you will start seeing problems. If you, you will start seeing problems that you probably can solve and make money solving. Yeah. And, and that's such an yeah. interesting, cause everybody thinks like, oh man, I just like, I remember I had an entrepreneurial class in school and they're like, just carry a notebook and just like write down all the problems you see. And I'm like, well, it's like pretty like broad and the, yeah. like the niche you serve is so specific and, and we're definitely going to dive mm-hmm. into all the stuff that you do. And cause obviously still running teams, there's a lot that I need to learn on. I'm yeah. sure you hear this all the time as a sales manager. I feel like. I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, dude, I am part-time therapist. Like, it, it, It's crazy, yeah, which I, I try to not be, but it, it's such a big piece of it. So as you obviously are full-time working with, especially door-to-door, but I don't know if you do any other type of sales, but I think that sales yeah. specific is, um, we, we said this before we hopped online, it might be like the most anxiety-driven space in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> because it is commission-only, it is... There, there's Lots a lot of, of yeah. lot of reps, a lot of volume, a lot of income potential. There's a lot of performance, a lot of competition. Walk me through kind of just like 
your core infrastructure, what are you doing with people that's like the the beginning of your relationship in helping people like develop the mental capacity to work through these things? Yeah. So I think I think a big a big thing would be um, you are right. Sales is just I think brings out parts of ourselves that you typically don't have to address in like a normal nine to five. Yeah. Um, a very common age of actually people in therapy is like late thirty thirties, early forties, hmm. which is interesting because I think that's a time where maybe life starts to kind of slow down ish, you know, that mid forties range. Yeah. And they're not as in that hustle bustle. They're not as busy. Therefore you can only avoid things for so long before you have to address them. And I think sales from what I've noticed, and you, 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 you've seen this, but sales really like it's a flashlight and boop, there's your insecurities like big. Dude, you know? that's so, so funny. I say that all the time. I said, Hey, this job, you, you don't understand yeah. this, but it's going to put your insecurities under a magnifying glass. So you better be ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's when that happens, like being able to tolerate the discomfort of that and work through the emotions that come with that because we're human. We're allowed to feel, I always say like, you're allowed to feel anything there's no shame in what you feel. It's what you do with what you feel. That's way more important. I like that. And oftentimes guys just feel and they're like, Oh no, avoid and run away or, or not address or not be okay with, with it. And it's like, you can only feel inadequate or insecure so many days in a row Mm -hmm. before your body's like, Hey bro, are we still going to do this job? Right. When in reality, it's like, dude, I just gotta. So a lot of what I do is help, help reps build a deeper self-awareness of themselves, who they are, patterns, Mm -hmm. kind of like that therapy aspect of like, let's get to know you on a deeper, deeper level. What makes you, you, and then let's, now that we know this, let's, what are your strengths? Where are some areas that we're kind of insecurities are shining and let's work through some of these emotions. Let's work through some of these thoughts. Let's create different patterns, new ways of thinking, new ways of seeing things. And yeah. What, what would you so, say? I, I mean, I, I definitely have some thoughts on it, but like rookie reps coming in, I feel like every phase of the rep journey has a different, maybe like mental block or like new anxious things that come to the, but kind of just like starting with a rookie, somebody just getting into sales. Even, and this is, this is yeah. so pertinent to not just door to this is pertinent to probably anybody starting any life. kind of entrepreneurial, yes. anything people just getting in. What are like the most common things that it is hard for people to overcome? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the most two, at least for a rookie rep, like ones that are just starting right now mm-hmm. is, and it's funny, I just created a post on this and it's probably, I don't know, it might even post today, but <laughs> it's so normal to feel insecure when you're starting something new. Yeah. It's it's new. They've never done it before. It's a new job. There's so much hype in the off season, like, dude, sling some deals, like all the things, <laughs> you how much money you're going to make, all the stuff, right? So there's all this hype in this buildup for months. Then you, you train and you work hard and then you go out and it's so, because it's so new, mm-hmm. it's, you're going to feel insecure. Whenever I've done something new, there's a part of me that feels a little insecure. Yeah. But I think where reps get confused, it's, it's insecurity in the situation. It doesn't have to be insecurity in yourself. I like that. And a lot of guys, they just feel the emotion. They're like, oh, and they automatically just confuse it with insecurity in themselves because of the added pressure and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, dude, it's just insecurity in the situation. And the only way to become secure in that is literally go out, try, fail, learn, get back up, mm-hmm. try, fail, learn, win, have success, and you gain situational security. Mm. The, 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 self, the self-security never had to fluctuate. 
And, and that's such a that that's an interesting point because I had somebody ask me the other day. Um, it was a he's a he's a sophomore rep, so somebody coming back. And he was like, what do you yep. think the, the difference is? Because he's, he's recruited a bunch of rookies. You know, he's coming out. He's kind of running a little squad. He's like, what is the difference between the rookies and the vets from, like, a mental component? Like, what, what is the edge? And, I, and I've, I've had this theory for a while, so it'd be interesting to hear what you think on it. But what you said makes me feel like it's true, that the lens that a vet has is they just have such a bigger sample size that they're able to hold, like, my personal mm. value, my, my worth – isn't tied to like this one note or this day of nose or this week of bad performance. Cause yeah. there's so much more out there where a rookie it's like, I just transitioned to this space and I've only had a week, but I sold nothing. So now I suck and my yeah. life sucks. And I just, yeah. I don't have a sample where I break through this or I don't have a sample where those people that told me no also tell me yes. I, it, it's yeah. interesting. I, I don't know. Like, do you feel like the sample size helps with that? Is there any other way to like expedite that? Yeah, I think it's setting, I mean, to expedite it would just be setting those expectations and really, really trying to help rookies understand that as a manager, mm -hmm. like help them understand the truth yeah. of sales, which is, you've heard me say this, within a level of consistency, right? Fluctuation is allowed. Mm -hmm. Meaning, meaning I'm allowed, it's allowed to be 5 p.m. and me not have a deal yet. Yeah. Right? Like, like it, we don't want it every day, but it's allowed. Right. There's, there's, it's, it's really a non-negotiable truth. Like fluctuation is going to happen. We want consistency. We don't want too much fluctuation, but yeah. there's going to be moments where it feels like it's on the low end. You're like, oh, dude, what the heck's going on? I'm like, keep going. I promise you it's right around the corner. Right. And so I think but but people like you and me can can really see the truth of that because we've experienced that. Mm -hmm. And we've had faith in those moments where fluctuations on that low end. And then we just work a little, you know, we put in that grit and you're just like, oh, wow actually this month turned it out to be a great month yeah you know what are but, some, and so i think it's a matter of teaching that truth but sorry no no i i, I like that a lot i i'm i'm trying to i'm just stoked so i'm <laughs> yeah. like man i'm pulling as much of this out because i know we're gonna we're gonna pump this to my reps and there'll be a ton of people that'll get a ton of value from this because this is this is such i love what you do and i'm not like just blowing smoke at you like dude i i've followed you for a long time and i think this is yeah, just such a so. space that just it is a huge issue um, yeah. and, and it's, it's like something I don't feel people like it, it's a constantly developing thing. So I want you to kind of talk to any rep, right? And I, I think everybody's gone through this moment where maybe they feel like they figured it out and they've had a moment of consistency, but they find themselves in like an impact or just kind of a crossroad of like, dude, what the hell am I doing out here? <laughs> like, yeah. they're just, yeah. they're so miserable. They're, they're, they're burning out whatever phase of their career that is. What are some of the things that you've sit with people or, or tools that can help people like re-aggregate themselves? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So full transparency, ideally we don't get to that deep of a point. Oh, so okay. now if you're, if, if we're at that point, totally allowed. Yeah. My whole, my whole theory would be we, there's, there's going to be Proactively levels, right? Like, get so against... at that point, yeah, at that point that you're talking mm. about, like most likely, and I'm big into like identifying actually what you're feeling. Yeah. Like emotionally. Yeah. Instead of just being like, dude, it's a hard day. It's like that, that rep that you're talking about, he's probably feeling helpless. Hmm. Right. He's probably feeling helpless. And I'm like, that's a really heavy emotion. Yeah. To feel. I, most, I like that you said that too. Time, Cause I, I, I do, I do want to hit on that. Like for a sec, cause you, you're totally right. And I've had that same situation with, with reps all the time where they, 
you can tell whatever their excuse or whatever's being articulated is not going to like, that's not the real problem. Totally. And it never solves it. Oh dude, my pitch doesn't work anymore, dude. There's just absolutely no way you forgot how to freaking like knock the door today. Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's, and it's always typically a mental and emotional constraint more than it is. Yeah. A logistical, my pitch isn't working. What they're really saying is, Hey dude, I'm feeling inadequate right now and I'm having a hard time. Keep going. Yes. 100%. And it's like, whoa, that's so different of a story. Yeah. That's so different of a situation. And that's so true. And when managers hear the, oh, my pitch isn't working, they get anxiety and they're like, what do you mean it's not working? And it's like, we're still over here in La La Land when it's like, hey, this is the issue, buddy. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I used to tailor my whole business towards. And it still looks like this, but towards end of like just reps in general and helping them mentally, emotionally. But recently I've been pushing a lot because I've just naturally now worked with a lot of managers and that are helping managers understand how to help their reps mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally in these moments and be able to un, kind of uncover and really get to that core constraint and actually help push them to change um, rather than just avoid this and then be in the same situation tomorrow, you know? Dude, I, I, I totally, like, I, I could not agree more with that from experience, just sitting with reps. Totally. And it's, I think the thing that me as a manager and as I continue to develop teams that I think I see developing managers just not anticipate is how much effort and energy it takes from the management side to actually get somebody, because it's really easy to be like, okay, dude, your pitch is broken, do this. But it's, it's a lot of like emotional capacity and like yeah. time and energy to get somebody comfortable to say, well, I just didn't get out of my car today because I'm anxious as hell. And, and that's a that's a harder thing to admit. Yeah, it is harder, and that's why you definitely got to create the emotional safety for your and for your for your reps to be able to feel like they can approach you. But but I think the misconception is like, wow, if I if I go there with my reps, it's actually going to create more issues, and we're going to be here longer. Mm-hmm. When in reality, like. It might be in that moment, feels like I'm with them longer and now I'm talking with them and we're working through it. But if we can do it the right way, yeah, it has a less of a chance of creeping in tomorrow. Whereas if we avoid it and we just talk about the pitch, when in reality they're feeling inadequate and they're, wrap, they're wrapped up in that emotion and they don't know how to work through it or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that emotion and we're just avoiding it, that emotion is going to creep in tomorrow. Dude, we're going to be in the same crap cycle, you know? Oh, And so yeah. in reality, like if you can figure out how to work through it with your reps you're actually creating more time in the future i'm so in accordance with that and i'm going to say something and i actually i really really do want to get your insight on this um and this for i think a lot of sales management would disagree with me on this and i know a lot of sales leadership in the past would but (laughs) i i uh i'm i'm 100 percent under the impression where i've had reps um and I know a lot of sales management is just like, dude, just get them to work as long and as hard as they can. Like, in, 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 no yeah. matter what, no matter how bad they feel, just convince them to go back out the next day. And I've actually been on the terms where I'm like, hey, there, there's a lot of reps that I won't let do extension because I'm like, that is going to be such a detrimental, like, emotional situation for this rep. Like, they're so past gone. And then the, the question I want to ask you is I've had reps yeah. that, are, that are struggling that I've been able to have a really hard conversation with and we have a great relationship and we've, we've revived them right and they've actually finished and it's like yeah. amazing and then i've had reps where we failed <laughs> and yeah totally. but they still went back out and it just like hit the fan again is there is there a point at, like where you yeah. feel you know like this rep 
is needs to separate from the situation to heal? Um, full transparency, I think it's hard. It's hard because part of me goes, it's actually the second they're getting back in the door to door or what they're the second back, they're back in the job. Mm-hmm. This is why you get reps that come back out and they're like, yeah, auto, like feeling anxious again. And they're like, why is, why am I so like, it's almost like burnout happened faster the second year than it did the first year. Yeah. You know? And, and it's almost like their their body just remembers what it's like to be on the doors and remembers the the conversations, remembers the things, and it and and it creates protective mechanisms to push you away from doing the thing that it doesn't want to feel, mm-hmm. right? And so, at the same time, the way to create change is by creating new experiences within these things. So if I just like, so you are right, like there can be value in time, but then it has to be like in order to solve the problem, there has to be like getting back in yeah. and recreating new experiences because if there's no self-awareness or develop like understanding what's the core constraint and then I just get back in most likely I'm going to fall into the same patterns that makes right? sense yeah that that might and then and then that same anxiety is going to come the same whatever is going to come and until I kind of work through it that's why like I think rookies it's it is valuable for a rookie to start with really good expectations of what to expect instead of just like dude go out and sling deals it's like dude let's talk about the developmental side of this job totally and what to expect developmentally and manage that for them that way they can they don't have to develop these really nasty patterns that end up hurting them in the long run you know oh dude yeah i i actually something you said just made, made me think of this and you know this i you've actually had a couple posts about it. i think it's freaking hilarious but i i haven't yeah. seen you talk you know, in depth on it in sales. And I'm sure not just door to door. I know like, you know, stock trade, any like high level performance business, there's like this yeah. hooping hoorah hype, slamming energy yeah. drinks. And it's just like, just dominate, get amped. And if you get amped enough, yeah. you'll figure it out. Where's the, where's the balance of that where it's like productive? Cause I've seen it be productive mm-hmm. at times, but I've seen it be such a crutch and not, and it's like, yeah. a tr- I've almost trained myself to like, that there was real that there's a trigger that that kid is losing his shit um (laughs) and like he's gonna sit in his car there's not a chance he gets out today what's the the like happy blend there of where that's like a tool and where it's like this is detrimental yeah i uh i'm i'm all for like let's get pumped let's do that like that that's totally okay i'm more what i want all what i would want all my reps to to get to is this place where they, I mean, that's why I always preach like self-awareness is a superpower, you know? Dude, I, I couldn't agree more. I say it's, that a it's, lot. It's, and it's, and it's changing. The game's changing. I think people are like, and it's like one of those things like you don't know until you know, mm-hmm. right? But like most people just aren't full transparency. Most people just aren't self-aware, dude. They're just not. Dude, I think that's probably like the, an epidemic in society right now. Yeah. And, and that's where it's like, and, and in regards to specifically the hoorahs, I'm like, it's funny because people also preach like motivation, you know, follows action, right? You know, people preach yeah. that, which is yeah. true, Yeah, which is true. Oftentimes, like I, I need to be disciplined and I need to work and then, wow, I actually am enjoying it. It's okay. You know, like this mm-hmm. is good. You know, that's, that's part of life. That's totally true. But the industry also, let's get freaking pumped and then we'll go work. 
So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like we're training people to let's get pumped, let's drink, energy drink, let's do all this like ha ha hoorah, and then let's go work, which actually gets people to think like, okay, motivation first, then action. Yeah. <laughs> which, oh, totally. We, which, we train which doesn't last. It doesn't last. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's more just like being able to, sure, have fun, get pumped up, but it can't be like there has to be those conversations around what are we really doing? What are the intentions? You know, motive, like let's actually get out there and motivation will follow. And like building a culture around, I'm all like, if I was building a culture, it'd be around kind of what you're doing, just level up. Yeah. Like, let's get to know ourselves. Let's build self-awareness. Let's work through the crap. Let's be real with each other. Let's be vulnerable. Let's build a culture around like, these are my brothers. These are my, these are like, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing this together, you know, rather than just kind of fake and hoorah and, yeah, I dude, I, I couldn't agree. I know I said this, but like, I, I just resonate with that so yeah. much. Yeah, because it's yeah, I, I've seen it, and I, I've seen the reps that it, it's, it's like the biggest crutch, and you can you can tell so quick, like, dude, that's not authentic. Like mm-hmm. that kid is so anxious today, and that's his coping mechanism. He's hoping that he can psych himself up enough <laughs> that somehow he's gonna go do this today. But I know yeah. the second that he drops the last guy off not a chance he leaves the freaking car um which is interesting so for for these type of people i and i'm you said it right self-awareness i yep it's the superpower and i feel like that's something for me i'm always trying to objectively look you know how do i get in a situation Mm -hmm. why am i motivated what am i fueled by whatever it is and, and being really really deliberate but what are the tools as you're working with people because this is like your bread and butter that takes the people yeah. that are drastically unaware. Because sometimes you sit down with something, you're like, dude, how do you not get it? You are, you think you're here yeah. and you are like not even close. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, couple, couple different things. I would say one, one would be like, I can't stress enough, like actually taking time to like, ask yourself, what am I feeling? Hmm. And so I, I even like, like, and I legit actually identify the emotion. So I have a, something called like an emotion wheel where okay. it like essentially lays out all these emotions. Right. And so there's, there's a lot of value in being able to say like, for example, if I'm on the doors and then we'll talk about the rep you were saying earlier, he's kind of feeling helpless. Yeah. Right. Like you get to now sit back and let's say you take your deep breaths and you're like, okay, what am I feeling? You say, okay, I'm feeling helpless. Right. And then you get to sit there and you can ask yourself, like, okay, why am I feeling this? Well, it's 6 p.m. I don't have a deal. Other people are popping up on the leaderboard. You know, I don't feel like my pitch is working. Yesterday was kind of a harder day and I'm feeling kind of helpless. Right. But then you get to ask yourself, like, am I actually helpless or is this just what I'm feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Because because if, if you look at like and, and again, it's just like process. Talk about it. Think about it. Right. Because yeah. the definition of helplessness is actually like. A person's inability to help themselves. Huh. So which when I think of really someone rare. helpless, which is really rare, like when I think of someone who's helpless, and this will be a perspective for anybody listening who's felt helpless, and I felt helpless before, before for sure. But I, when I think of someone who's helpless, I think of like a kid who's being abused by their parents. Hmm. That kid, and that you, you can feel that. That's that hits right. Yeah. Especially if you have any kids like that, his like that kid is helpless. He cannot or she cannot help themselves. 
there's no there's nothing they can do to help themselves their parents are abusing them and they're not at an age where they can really help themselves right mm -hmm. that is helplessness so now i get to go am i helpless actually i'm not and so helplessness wants to pull you and say go back to your car do this you know sit on the curb whatever it may be and so a lot of what happened and then people do that or they knock through the emotions they don't work as hard and then that is literally them saying okay helplessness i see you and that's helplessness just owning them mm -hmm. so a big part of the mental game of sales is am i going to be am i going to take ownership of my emotions or am i going to let my emotions own me right yeah and so how does somebody take ownership of helplessness there's no shame in feeling it you're allowed to feel it but essentially at that point i go because i'm feeling helpless like i can't not go and work that's the last thing helplessness would do is literally get up and try. So I'm going to go, I'm going to knock and, and maybe to make it easier in, in my mind, I say, okay, I'm going to go knock 50 doors and literally give everything I got. Not just for the sale, but yeah. literally for the intention of working through this emotion. Because I'm capable, I'm going to do this. And this is the thing. This is the power of it. It's like your body recognizes all that crap that you just did. Yeah. And is it is it hard to do that 50 doors? Of course. But the beauty of it is more times than not, you walk away and you go, wow, I'm actually feeling capable. Mm. I'm feeling helpful. I'm feeling like I can help myself. Like I am feeling adequate. I'm feeling, you know, like in charge and control. And your brain goes, okay, maybe in these moments, like tomorrow, let's say it's another drought of hours where we haven't gotten a deal. Your body doesn't release those emotions as fast because yesterday we handled it really well. Mm. Right. I like that. And so that's, that's, that, that would be like an example of self taking that step back, building awareness, what's going on and then making your choice. That's where people say like, Oh, mental health's a crutch. Like, dude, no, if you work with me, you will literally, this will be, we're going to create change. We're going to level up. We're actually yeah. going to embrace take some action. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it might be hard at first, but every time I'm done working with a client, they're like, dude, this literally freaking changed my whole life. Dude, that's because the whole trajectory is different now because now they're just they're taking ownership of their crap, dude. You know? Yeah. And that's personally for me, like why my business truthfully, like I think why my business has done so well is because there's been so many hard times, but I'm just handling it effectively. I, I'm working through it and and being persistent, but No, I, I dude, I, I think that's that's such a huge piece and I, I would just kinda like I'm having like flashback reels of moments <laughs> that I've, that I've like kind of done that or, or helped somebody do that, or I've seen people do that. And I, I have this thing that I'll tell myself, especially with my vets. Right. And I've, I've said this in my office before, not, I really like the helplessness thing. I'm going to steal that. And I'm, I'm going to, yeah. we're going to have yeah. that and we're going to have that in some yeah. spots. But yeah. the thing I've said is just like, dude, I mean, what do you actually have to lose? Right? Like if, if I don't sell today, like do the apartments disappear? Like, am I not going to be fed tonight? Are my parents going to leave me? Like, is my yeah. girl going to leave? Like, probably not. Um, so I might as yeah. well just go. I might as well just keep moving. And, and like, sometimes that for me, the like, what is actually on the line, not really anything, almost totally. helps me go more than the, what do I have to gain of like, man, there's thousands of dollars to be made. There's all this motivation. But just the like, dude, I really have no risk legitimately like yeah. honestly zero risk like helps me move more than like my, my push for gain um yeah and what you just what you just did there and this is like a truth with just how the brain works is that 
oftentimes if we can effectively change our perception, oftentimes emotions can shift too with it. Yeah. And that's where like, and, and people know that, but people are just like, oh, have a good attitude and be grateful. <laughs> and it's like, dude, that's not enough of a perception shift to create really an emotional shift for most people, you know? Yeah. And that's where it's like, that's why self-awareness is one of the most effective ways to create a perception shift, a different way of viewing things. Because you're like, it's kind of like you're stepping out of yourself and you're processing what's going on. That's and exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. It's like looking at yourself yep. almost from like, you know, an ethereal, like out-of-body experience. And Dude. I'm sure yep. you've That's you've it. read the book, The Untethered Soul, which um, yep. I, I recommend to all my reps. But just I love that you said because you see reps all the time. I'm just going to be positive because you hear sales, positivity, yada, yada. I'm just going to tell myself I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm, a, I'm the all-star. And I'm like, well, look, dude, I honestly don't necessarily disagree. But if you're never going to acknowledge that you are afraid, that you're stressed, that you're anxious, like I love that you said identify it, feel it. Because sometimes then when you look at it, you're and like – And then choose. Yeah, like, dude, this is just my inner like biochemistry yeah. dialogue in my head. Like it's not even me. This yeah. is just like what I'm feeling, but what am I going to do about it? Totally. And that's where it's like, dude, there's no shame in feeling what you feel like, like whatsoever. I know? love that. I love that. Well, just in the essence of, of obviously the podcast, the sales. And, yes. and I think yes. this is, this is so big. Cause I, I hope everybody listens understands like this, this does directly correlate to your earning capacity. Cause whether you're in order sales or, or you're, you're running any business or you're, you're a secretary for a business. Like there is no space where you're, optimum mental capacity performing like state isn't going to increase your ability to earn invest and just live your life um so i love that but just in this i think specifically for these people that are in these high performing business sales spaces right that are it's so competitive and it is so driven dollars Mm -hmm. right like money is usually an initial factor but eventually becomes a depleting motivator what is it that, that reps can kind of like key on? What are some of those things as they hit a, a point where they feel content that they can still begin to progress and find like fire to move? Yeah, I love that. So that's a couple a couple things would be there's a difference between content and complacency. Okay. Right? And I think people kind of com- confuse them. Yeah. Content is so normal to experience. It's actually like such a good thing to experience. Content is positive. Mm. It's a peaceful, I'm happy and content with, with where I'm at and what I have, right? Like I was just talking with the client this morning because he's in this dilemma. It's his second, second summer coming out and, and performed well as a rookie and he's performing well right now. And he's just finding himself like he has big goals yeah. this year. Um, so he's going, you know, he's going for a golden doors. He's got a big goal. And oh, anyways, wow. and, and so he's, but he's content. Mm. And I'm like, and he's, he's like, I don't know, maybe 24, 25. And I'm like, how much money did you make this month after commission? He's like, I don't know, like 60K. And I'm like, I'm like, do you need more than 60K a month as a, as a, you know, 25 year old? He's like, no. And I'm like, of course your body, you're going to release the emotions of I'm content Mm -hmm. because you don't need more than that. Yeah. It's such a surplus. Now the kicker though would be yes, you don't need more than that, right? So it's okay to validate the emotions. I'm content. I'm at peace with this. Like, wow, this is such a cool spot to be. It's great to create this income to be like, I'm content. But that's where people confuse that. And then they sit there too long. And now they're not motivated, yada, yada. 
then it turns into complacency. Complacency is kind of where it's like, I should do more and I'm kind of just like settling. And you know, there's that part of you. It doesn't line up with your values, Mm. right? Your choice to not work as hard, not to achieve. There's like that value, you know, it's like that creates that cognitive dissonance. Yeah. We're just going backwards. Yeah. And so that's where like a lot of reps will end up falling and then they feel like guilty about it and weird about it when I'm like, Oh, pause, super normal experience to be in. Okay. It's actually really cool that you got to this level, dude, of content. Mm-hmm. Most there's like eight, a lot of reps don't even get there, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah. A lot of reps don't even get to this level of like, wow, I'm content. So like, congrats. You just did like the first, like one of the hardest levels of sales and making money. Now though, you get to ask yourself, okay, now that I'm content, okay, and this is this is this is what works for me personally mm-hmm. is. I personally believe God needs more good people with good money. It's yeah. a, it's something that yeah. I love telling myself. I, I have it written down. I I just believe it. It's a part of me, and I just God is totally okay with pe- good people making good money, and He needs it. Mm. He absolutely needs it because when people and I've I've needed it in my life. There's been times I've needed help, and people have given me hand ups, not handouts but just hand up because they knew I was a hustler. They knew I was working hard and they're like, Hey dude, I want to help you. And it meant the world to me. And I'm like, God needs people like that that are in a financial situation to be able to do something different than most people that that most people can't, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, that works for me. That's not going to work for everybody. But I think there is that value of like really asking yourself, you can content. What is your, what is your income amount that where you're content? Is it 250 K? 300k whatever it may be maybe 150k whatever it is yeah and you sit there and you're like you're content but i'm like you got to really ask yourself though are you uh-huh. are you actually even though you know there's potential greater you know that you could make more hmm. are you okay sitting there forever and most people even though they're the content they're actually they're actually going to choose well i don't know if i'd actually be happy with myself because i know if there's a door in front of you that said, hey, here's a million dollars, are you not going to open it? You're going to open it. And so I, that's what, and that, so I think it just becomes an intentional choice, that awareness of like, I'm choosing now that I'm content to expand I like that. and to grow and to make more and see what other opportunities come from it and, and make it a choice. So there's a dude, there's a ton of, oh man, there's a lot that you said there that is so Isn't that good. Rad? Yeah. And the one thing I definitely want to highlight for everybody, because I think this this doesn't get said enough, and I think especially just the premise of the mission of, of what we do on the show, God needs more good people with good money. And, and that yeah, is so yeah. freaking real, dude, because like, yeah. people are going to do it anyway, right? Like we, we live in a world where the skills are out there, the knowledge is out there, so you might as well, if you're actually a good person, go be the good person with the resources, because if you're truly that person, like you're just going to help and build people with it regardless. It's like, don't, don't not achieve what God needs you to achieve. Mm -hmm. And I I love that dude. I love that. But yeah, it's a belief. Yeah. That's one I'll stick by for sure. Oh dude. I I completely, completely align with that. The thing I do want to just as we're closing, I do want to just hit a little more on that, the, that content versus complacency. And I just had this Mm -hmm. thought, um, that I know a lot of reps when they get into the space, 
in, in kind of on the approach of content there, there's like a drive of fear out of necessity, whether, you know, I've had reps that just explode out of, I got $0 to my name. And then, and then they yeah. do hit that level yeah. of content. Um, but how, how can a rep or a leader, maybe even more so for the leaders, right? Cause I, I do feel like a huge responsibility of, do you create that vision of now there, there are other things that can push you and the income is going to be a byproduct of this. But I get that you're, you're content yeah. here and you've made a hundred, 200, 300 grand. And like you, you are obviously taking care of a 24 with that amount of money, but yeah. you'll make millions, but the millions are going to be a byproduct of now let's, let's switch into these ulterior, like who, how many more of these can you create? Like this feeling that you have, how many more people can you perpetuate that through? Yeah. Yeah. So your question would be how yeah, to just get like, somebody. Yeah. How do you get them to move and choose that higher, like, yeah. Hey, that million dollar door is there. I'm obviously good right here, but how do you get more people to choose and continue to look and continue to strive? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, and maybe there's not like a one because it probably depends. And on the I, that's why that's where I don't I don't think yeah I think part of it definitely depends on the hmm. on the person yeah. right for sure. Um, but with that, I do as I reflect on my life and then, and as I've worked with you know I've obviously worked with thousands of sales reps at this point on an individual level, and so I'm like seeing the common themes. I, I do notice that when people add quality and meaningful relationships and responsibility into their life it seems like it seems like there's more of a natural purpose and drive to achieve more comes from that because I, I don't i don't think we're meant to be i could see how like 24 single maybe not you know you don't have a wife no kids not in management 300k you're like like what's the point what's the point yeah and and i think there is value in like and i think in the sales industry where people struggle is like how can i connect deeper with the people around me mm. you know and i and just like chatting with you and talking with you like i would have no problem referring a rep over to your team partly and partly the reason i would say that is because i know that they're going to feel connected to ty you know and they're going to feel like they have a relationship with you yeah. and and not everybody is creating the space to be able to develop those meaningful relationships. And I think it can totally happen in the sales space. Yeah. Like the people I'm around, I want to be connected and friends with on a deeper level with them, you know, and the people I'm managing, I want to have connections and real relationships with them. And when, when other people are leveling up, it helps me level up. So it's like that, that concept, I think it matters. So meaningful relationships, whether it be wife and kids or just people around you and allowing yourself to be real and vulnerable and connect, mm -hmm. And then create responsibility for yourself, whether it be managing, building a team, start building something. And I think that just naturally becomes becomes an aspect of it, you know? I like that. I like that. Well, I dude, uh, I don't know if you're a, a Ray Dalio fan. He has a book called Principles. He's like he's a big fun okay. fun guy, but he, he has a quote and I send this book to people a lot, just kind of as a thank you, but he he created a you know seventeen billion dollar net worth, but his his life principle that he lives by and operate his business is meaningful work and meaningful relationships. Yeah. Nothing else at his firm mattered, and obviously the byproduct of that was massive accumulation yeah. of wealth and, and philanthropy. But 
dude i i seriously could i, I could talk with you for hours um and yeah, we, we may could. we may need to have you on again sometime like mid-season or <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> something and and dude we we definitely want to to get people over to your stuff because i think there there is a huge need for this in entrepreneurism and and in sales i don't know if you work with people outside door to door but like definitely all you people listening are in door to door you need to you need to follow this guy you need to you need to start checking out stuff where can people keep track of you best and like engage with you yeah the best place right now where i'm building my funnel the most is and just my 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 posts and everything it would be instagram so yeah so instagram probably is the the number one place that i post most frequently so and if you don't have instagram honestly it would even be worth it to download just for this because i i and you you know this type i i don't i'm not the guy that just like will post and just like build curiosity but not giving up like I really try to There's actually provide content that's helpful ton. and valuable. Yeah, definitely. So, because that's that's a big thing is like, give, 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 and it'll come. Truthfully, it, and it does. Like mm-hmm. clients, anyways. Nah, it's not worried about that. Dude, I love it. Well, just in closing, is there any you know final remarks, things that you would obviously summer season's launching? A lot of people are going into a crazy questionable recession period what what's something Mm -hmm. that you would leave with with everybody today yeah i'd say through experiences your your mind can expand right i think people want to think different and and feel different and and have this different mindset and i'm like sometimes that just comes from going out and experiencing things Mm. and that's where i think this summer like and just in this job, like be aware of what's going on, be intentional, like that helplessness example I gave you. The second that they now experience being aware and then choosing the hard and working, like now your mind will expand. Yeah. Right. And so it's not, you're not going to always get that, you know, like you make your first six figures and you're like, oh, cool. Now your mind expands to, I can make 250K. You make 250K and your mind expands, right? Mm. And so there's that aspect of allow your mind to expand, but just know that like you gotta put in the work and gain experiences in order to really let it expand. So don't don't be scared to fail, learn, grow, and put yourself out there because experiences will come. And that's often where like confidence is built and, yeah. and your mind will really expand to what's possible. Dude, so So don't good. feel insecure that it's not there yet. Just go out there and yeah. Yeah, created. So good. So good. honestly, dude, this has been, and maybe just because I'm so closely connected to this space, but this has been yeah. like one of the favorite conversations I've had on the show. And some people might not get that, but like this is where I live, dealing with reps and myself in this space all yeah. the time. So I, I love what you're doing, man. Um, we Thanks, super bro. appreciate you coming on, and we'll we'll have to do this again sometime. But for all you guys okay. listening out there, follow Corey, tap in everything he's doing. You'll get a ton of value. We'll catch you next time on The Money Game. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. Real money. Real money. Money is the answer. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Money Game. Money. Money. Yes!